dance floor and bring the freaks out. What's up, brothers? It is week 13 of the AKSI Fantasy Football League podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. What a crazy COVID-disrupted week. I think this is the first time that we are not even completed with the week. I think one week we recorded the show while the last game was going on on a Tuesday. Uh, but this is quite a wild week. I am your co-host, Connor Kaysen, every week, former AKSI president, Joins me here on the Zoom call, Randy, hell yeah, fried rice. Yim, what's going on? What's good? We're going up on a Tuesday. How you feeling, Con, man? I need my scores to go up on a Tuesday, that's for sure. I that's... am, uh, gosh, Carson Wentz just absolutely ruined my week uh, with that garbage time touchdown right there at the end. I thought I had a chance, and now I'm very worried. Yeah, that was uh, that was a sp- I mean, you and hundreds of thousands of people who bet on the spread, I'm sure are all feeling the same way. So, uh, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm not as happy as my result from week 12, too. I'm sure we'll get into it more. But uh, let's introduce our guest this week. Uh, you know, after we've had this podcast now, we're going into week 13, and this is our 12th episode. Just like the NFL season, we had a bye week in the middle somewhere. <laughs> and we're here with 
no other than Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah. Woo, Justin Herbert. And when I say Justin Herbert, I mean Tim Tebow's jorts. We're here with Lauren. Lauren, thank you for being here this week. She's rocking a Justin Herbert jersey. How are you doing? I'm looking at two extremely handsome men, so I'm good. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah. Well, Lauren, what told going us? On? Oh man, since the latest uh, Seattle COVID 2.0 shutdown, I've been hanging out in this little office of mine. Um, the only other person I've seen is my boyfriend, so that's been really, really uh, fun. Not at all. Um, I would really like to like interact with other humans like face to face, but that's just not going to happen right now. Connor likes to ask this question. He asks this to Ian, but um, uh, you know, how long have you been with your boyfriend? <laughs> right now, it feels like like two decades, but uh, not quite there. We just uh, adopted a dog this weekend, so that should hopefully help out with um, the constant um, bickering. <laughs> what kind of dog? Very exciting. Uh, we got, we had a pit bull before and we recently had to put him down and we got another pity, drove out to beautiful tri shitties and picked up another pity out there that needed some loving. So he was a stray up until three weeks ago. So he's been like pissing, pooping, all the fun things. I don't think I was ready for another puppy, but here we are. <laughs> COVID's brought a lot of dogs into people's lives this year. Yeah. We were actually like the 12th applicant for a pit bull in the middle of central Washington. So that should say something about oh. how many people are looking for doggos. Wowie. That, yeah, that's to be 12th in any application. It's uh, for a dog. I, I, I have friends that are on the same similar path. They're like, the litter is not happening for another six months and they are like, same same situation 12th 13th on the list and so it is truly a a bid for for a dog and for a pup uh, you mentioned you were you are on a seattle lockdown you know hey you're looking at two beautiful men that are also on a seattle <laughs> lockdown how long have you been in seattle for because i think we knew that you were in uh maybe like we knew you were in seattle but maybe the rest of the league might not know you're you're in seattle because you know, we, for those that are friends with Lauren on Facebook, she has pictures from all over the world. She was a jet setter. And so like, you know, how long have you been in Seattle for now? I don't really know what uh, being in Seattle and being a jet setter brings. I don't know if the two are well related. Uh, I have been, <laughs> I've been out of Seattle for a couple of years now. We just actually moved out of West Seattle because COVID has certainly changed the landscape of the city, as I'm sure you guys can agree. So we actually just bought a house up in Ken Mo, which most people don't know where the hell that is. Do you guys know where that is? Yeah, you're, you're close to me. I'm in Lake City. Very close to me. Oh, nice. So, Great. We're neighbors, man. But Lake City is like where the rich people live. <laughs> Wait, no one in not, Seattle not my, history. Not my Lake City. Yeah, no not one in Lake Seattle City. history has ever spoken so highly of Lake City ever. <laughs> the the homeless encampment right by uh, Randy's house would probably beg to differ on that one. That's my Lake City. 
They're rich in love. I don't know. Well, every week we always ask people what they do professionally now. And so Lauren, give us a little insight on what you do for work. Yeah, I um, work for UPS. I was telling you two boneheads to stop having stuff shipped to your houses before this. And um, that's, a, that's the PSA for everyone listening. Please stop shipping stuff. Um, but no, I don't, I actually don't work in the operational side, so I don't really give a crap about them. They'll be fine. They'll live. They make good money. I work over on the sales side, um, have a team of some folks that report up to me and so I'm like the typical middle management at a big company, basically. Awesome. And how long have you been there for? Almost a decade now, which sounds really weird since we were in college about a decade ago, but yeah, it was- dang, that's a long time. Yeah. 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 And so how- are you working remotely? Were you ever in an office before? Yeah, we were in an office for a while. Um, but again, with the, like this latest round of COVID, it was just not worth heading in anymore. So working from home, which is nice, but again, has its challenges with other adult interaction. And for all those people complaining about their kids, um, I don't want to hear it because I literally, now that I have a dog, it's different, but like literally you know, you're home by yourself all the time. I would love to have a little kid to like distract me a little bit from the vid. Yeah, but what about a 24 seven distraction? Yeah, maybe like a drop off for a couple hours. <laughs> so a uh, shout out to all the, the other parents in the group. If you need a babysitter, it looks like uh, Tim Tebow's George. Babysitter, is. yes, I'm in. <laughs> Well, you know, in the meantime, Eric previously listed a bunch of TV shows that their kids can um, watch. So you can definitely join in on those type of shows with, you know, for your entertainment. Uh, in the meantime, I think I think Frozen was up there, some Barbie stuff. I forget what other stuff Eric's kids watches. Yeah, right, Randy. We all know that you've watched half that list already. I mean. is no friend of mine. I mean, Pet Patrol is on a, on a separate tab right now, but uh, that's that's for a different pod episode. That's for Randy's uh, Kid Show Reviews podcast? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Lauren, um, you know, we, we don't get to hear from you a lot, uh, but we always love doing fantasy every year. Like, it's something we've done for, we, what do we say, 11, 12 years now. And you are a fantasy juggernaut you are one of the few teams that not only has won a championship but has won two championships now the last time you did win a championship was when i graduated from the lovely university of oregon in 2012 <laughs> but nevertheless that's not being taken away from you in your championships so how are you feeling about fantasy this year um uh, i know it's a crazy wild year i see you rocking the herbert jersey so i'm sure you're pumped about football overall uh, but how are you feeling about fantasy knowing you're in this state with everyone else in this, this fighting for this last playoff spot? Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing we can all agree upon, which is injuries and COVID have been like the ultimate equalizer. So when I look at a team, like the top teams, obviously Kristen's team is absolutely insane, but add that to if something were to happen, which is more likely this year than any year, she's, 
right there down with the, um, all of us losers at the bottom. Um, I thought it was super interesting that we're all so close in the bottom half. So that's, I think that's pretty fun and exciting. I certainly don't have high hopes for my team. Uh, there's been a lot of, uh, despite Connor, I appreciated your high hopes for me at the beginning of the year, which I did as well, but a lot of plug and play on my side. So I'm not like uh, going to bet the farm on my team this year, but it's been a very interesting year. And I think I've had to pay attention more than I ever have before keep up on what's going on. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's been an interesting year indeed. Um, hey, you've been, it sounds like you have been a day one listener because you heard Connor pick your team as the preseason favorite, but we're here in finishing up week 12. So Let's go ahead and get into the week 12 recap. Um, and so while there are about two matchups that are still need to be determined, uh, we can definitely say that Lauren, while you still have one player left to play, you are at a 50 point deficit right now. I'm not sure if Ebron's going to put up those 51 points for you to take it. Uh, but Yahoo still says 1% chance. So we're giving you that 1%. Um, so before that, we're going to do that. We're, we're going to go into last week's bet. Um, oh, yeah. So again, we mentioned that there are two matches that still need to be determined. We'll get into those later. But with those two picks that are still need to be determined, Connor takes this week. Uh, he's picked three out of four picks correct. Uh, myself. So far, right? So I still far. Got, still got one up in the air. So I have one pick that I made correct. So even if I got the last two picks Still would have lost because Connor made the same exact picks. And Ryan, Ryan, you had zero picks out of four. So you will be drinking a beer along with me. Tonight I got my lovely Coors Light, tall boy. Cracking it open so you all can hear. And this is cheers to Tim Tebow's George. Tim Tebow, they need you in Denver. Save them. <laughs> Oh, man, this is so satisfying. I think this is the first podcast that I have not drank a beer on. And Randy should be drinking, too. I don't know how you drink the tall boy, though, Randy. That's very impressive. And he's already done. It was the only thing available at the gas station. microphone last week, too. It sounded like he was barking. Good. That was yeah, that was probably me chugging the beer. But here we are, the beer is chugged. Let's get into Lawrence matchup first. Lauren, you went up against Eric and clever team name TBD. Um, it was a cl close projection, ninety six to ninety. Um, so there was a small difference in you losing, but the results turned out in a big way. Um, not in a big way for you with Eric up right now, 110 to 61. He does still have Justin Tucker and you still have Eric Ebron, but it's safe to say those will cancel out if anything. Um, how'd you feel about this? I know like, you know, looking at your bench, you had two quarterbacks sitting on your bench, uh, right? No, no, sorry. You had Bridgewater sitting on your bench and that was a no go. What was the strategy behind going with Taysom Hill, um, running with, running with him and, um, the team outlook for, for this week? I was kind of on the fence about playing him considering they were up against, which by the way, I am a Denver Broncos fan and it's not been a fun time to be me. 
Um, but I was on the fence about playing them or not because I knew they were going against Denver. So my thoughts were he's either going to have a really big game or they're just going to run it the whole time. So they did have a big game, but unfortunately he did not put up the numbers per se. I think much more disappointing is not a single one of my running backs managed to get a uh, touchdown, let alone a whole lot of yardage, which is pretty darn unheard of, but that's kind of been, I feel like the story of my season. So it is what it is. I feel like I played the best team. I, I fielded quote unquote, the best team that I could as far as fantasy and just didn't turn out in my favor. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think it also hurt that DJ chart got injured too, right? Like that's probably your go-to flex person. Um, and that was that was hit hit hard, and you have Le'Veon as well too. Like, but you know, you're never in a situation where you're like, I'm gonna play Le'Veon over Ceh, and so it's just tough. Uh, I mean, Josh Jacobs got injured later in the game too, and that pretty much took him out of the rest of the game, knowing the results already, and so there was no potential there. Um, it sucks uh, with that. I mean, and then you have Eric's side, and his wide receivers just eight. Right, like AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Allen Robinson had hell of a games, and then also like Aaron Rodgers, like that trade that he made is paying so much dividends for him. You know, you look at him losing Tyreek Hill, that was the big name that he lost in the trade for Aaron Rodgers. But when you have those wide receivers putting up those numbers, Justin Jefferson being able to get two touchdowns and 70 yards, taking away what Thielen would normally have um, because he was on the COVID list like took advantage of it, especially in, in a week where he probably early on was getting nervous because James Conner would be out um, because he tested positive for COVID. And with the game being on delay, he's like, oh no, what am I going to do my running backs? But luckily the wide receivers took care of it for him. Um, Conner, what do you think? Echoing more or less what y'all have said, uh, running backs definitely let you down. Goldman, you think between Jacobs and Edwards Hilaire, and even Bell on the bench, all those guys are going – they got touches, right? They all got double-digit touches, just did not produce very much, right? Like for Jacobs to get 27 rush yards uh, and a fumble, that is brutal. That must have been one of his, if not his worst week. He's had a couple other smaller weeks, but that is going to be tough to recover from no matter what. And you're right, Randy, that trade uh, for Aaron Rodgers was a great trade. It's hard to imagine with the day that Hill – had that you would imagine that was worth it but uh getting Rodgers is looking like it's gonna carry him into the playoffs possibly so I think that was a huge trade for him and uh yeah just rough go for Goman it's gonna she, she needs to get a win on this last one to even to, to stand a chance of making the playoffs at this point yeah yeah uh Lauren I mean looking into a little bit ahead into next week you play Ian, you know, my, my fellow pledge class brothers, like, how are you feeling about going against Ian in week 13, knowing that potentially if everything shakes out as it is right now, let's say Steelers Ravens gets canceled. So the standings and the points stand where they are. We have seeds four through 12 at five and seven. Like, how do you feel in your matchup with Ian going into next week? about this 
Ian matchup than the ones I've had previously. He picked up Cam, which I had previously as my QB, and I can Cam has not done, as Randy would say, he's not who he said he was. So, except inverse. So I um I don't have a whole lot of um, faith in what Scam's doing. New England, granted, he does play for New England, so that's always um, that could be hit or miss. Um, but I'm also not willing to get my hopes up because I've felt pretty good about a few matchups and then my team has been pretty darn lackluster on production. So, and like I said at the beginning, and I might be being a bit negative, but I feel like going against a lot of the teams in the playoffs, I feel like I would get knocked out pretty darn quick with some of the, the players I do have because they've been real spotty. But I would still like to make it in, of course. I want a seat at those playoffs. So I feel okay. Uh, definitely glad I'm going against Ian going into this week as opposed to some of the stronger teams because, like I said, like Kristen scares the heck out of me. Uh, Lenny's been definitely coming on hot. So I feel okay about my position. What yeah. you gonna, how are you feeling about Josh Jacobs? If he doesn't play, you just got to go with Bell? Yeah, that's. I think that's the scariest, Connor, because you said it like – He's been a beast this season for me. He's been like my one steady Eddie. So to not have him would certainly put me in a less than stellar spot. So I got a I got a word in with the trainer to um, get that guy out on the field. Yeah, I mean, well, let's hope that Josh Jacobs plays, and let's hope that you know. I'm assuming you're gonna place a waiver wire for. Devontae Booker and um, you know who you hope that you get that you get that player because it's going to be if if Josh Jacobs play you get this juicy juicy matchup with the Jets right and so you want Josh Jacobs so hoping he stays healthy I think I think that always is something that we wish for yeah I'm curious if Leo's gonna gonna go and grab him with that number one spot he said last week to us that he's been holding out so hopefully uh that spot stays open yeah he should use his waiver wire on a defense <laughs> but we'll get into that later <laughs> all right let's jump into this next game uh a extreme amount of points la white claws versus touchdown breezes and Kristen was a 10 point favorite projected 116 to 105 and absolutely wiped the floor with Michael's team. Michael scored 87 points versus Kristen's 154. Is is there a possibility this was the highest scoring game of the year? That's a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Ian might have put up something similar to that. Uh, but um we'll have to fact check that one. What do you think of the game though, Randy? Man, this was this was the bounce back win that Kristen needed. I mean, obviously she didn't need it considering she has on paper the best team in the league, but she was on a two game losing streak, so it's good to see that. I mean, Derrick Henry eight with three TDs, um, and then Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, we know what Tyreek Hill did, and there's got to be someone throwing to Tyreek Hill, and that was Patrick Mahomes. So, man, it's it's a darn scary team. I will say that. She's going to have some questions at kicker with Jason Myers and Blankenship, but 
If your concern is which kicker to start, you're going to be a-okay. So that that is great win for her. On Mikey's side, man, I mean, it's good to see David Montgomery finally get what we thought he was going to be the entire year. But for him to show up in week 12 with that production, it's almost a little too late. Um, but luckily, it's not a little too late in this fantasy league for Mikey. Um, he's in, he's in the position at five and seven. Um, Michael Thomas, I think, I think with Taysom Hill as the quarterback for the saints, everyone goes down except Latavius Murray. Uh, we see that it's a dominant running game. And we also see that Latavius Murray is the dominant running back for rushing carries. And so it's kind of nerve wracking to see that Michael Thomas is not going to get the production Jared Cook isn't. And even, Alvin Kamara, who before then was one of the top three running backs um, in the league prior to Taysom Hill starting. Uh, what do you both think? Lauren, you go first. Picking up on this matchup. Um, I mean, like you guys said, Chris, and I've said it a few times, Kristen is so dang scary with that team. Like Derrick Henry is full on insane. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes, he, I mean, you can't go wrong. He's thrown, I think, like, what, two interceptions the whole year. That's usually like a game for a semi-mediocre quarterback. So um, she's got such a stacked team that I, I mean, she's going to have to have a really off week to lose, in my opinion. Yeah, she's going to, for the playoffs for her to lose, she's going to have to have some people stumble or uh, some miracle to happen when you have Derrick Henry put up 36 points and Mahomes put up 41 on your team like almost those two players carried her across the finish line and then to think she's got two defenses on her team one put up 14 and one put up 15 like there was just no going wrong really with her team it's pretty uh, pretty incredible the roster that she's got here 154 points is real scary when you see the top team in the league put up that many points and Mikey, uh, right, Allen only putting up 16 is relatively disappointing for him. He wants to see more out of that. Um, Randy mentioned it, Montgomery, 20 is great. The rest of the team just really didn't come to play. And uh, I think those uh, positions you mentioned on the Saints, Randy, are going to be really impactful across the league because the Saints just all around are a high-point scoring team for fantasy owners and Taysom Hill coming in changes it quite a bit, I guess, except for Lauren, who's got Taysom Hill on her starting quarterback. It's going to be very interesting how these last couple of games go and, and what happens with those teams. Uh, but luckily for Kristen, she's avoiding all that Saints drama and, and her team. I mean, I feel like she has not been hit with injuries whatsoever. And then she got the Davis pickup, uh, which just solidified it so well. And Ridley's been playing great. Uh, like her team has – gone through the the COVID season very very well yeah definitely I shoot if she could she probably would play Jason Myers her kicker and the flex position if she had a choice I should like just f it Mike Davis probably won't play next week so let me put in uh Jason Myers uh, one thing I want to call out is that like I know it wouldn't have made a difference but like well I wonder what the decision was for Mikey to play um to not play Mike Evans, right? Like Mike Evans has scored a touchdown in nine out of 12 weeks, right? And then this week, this past week scoring two touchdowns um, in a season where points for is so crucial. 
um, I, for me, it's just like he's almost a t- like he's like a goal line touchdown person, right? If you look at his games, he has scored in the past five weeks. He's either put up fifty-five yards or scored a touchdown in every game. So it's it's a it's a solid floor for wide receiver. And then you look at someone like Tyler Lockett, who has been so boom or bust. You know, like I love my Seahawks, but like he's been so boom or bust. It's been tough when you know the situation there is DK. And so it's it's interesting to see. Maybe he just thinks that there's too many heads to feed in um, Tampa Bay, but like it's pretty, pretty set in stone that like Mike Evans is the number one guy. And then now he can't even make that decision to play Mike Evans next week because Tampa Bay is on a bye next week. So it's like now he has to go with with Lockett and Michael Thomas and DJ Moore and DJ Moore got injured at the end of the game last week. So he could be out. And so he's looking, he's scrolling around again. So be interesting. Yeah. He's got Lazard on there and maybe that will help him out a little bit, but yeah, you make a good point. It wouldn't have made any difference in this game, but uh, it was, I, I think it was right for you to point out that that probably was a misstep on his point. And he's probably lucky that it wasn't a closer game. Yeah, and one more note for the record books. The highest point total for this season has been by Ian putting up 162.26 points versus Leo's Oba's Chunks in week four. So valiant effort by Kristen, but it hasn't been the highest point total this season. All right, Randy, take us into your game. All right, we had – this was a juicy matchup between the number two and number three seed. I hate to say it, the law, Daniel, beat me 120 to 94. Um, man, this was the game I needed. Um, and this is the game that I got from the Redbirds, right? Like Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kenyon Drake projected for, what is it? 22, 38 points among the three. And they put up. 30, 34 points. So they hit that projection. Um, and that's what I needed. I didn't need anyone to boom. Obviously, Kenyon Drake boomed, but DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray did very subpar. And I was like, yes, I have a shot. I was up um, this, uh, I think like 85, 88 points to, uh, no, I was down 60 to 70, and I was like, all right, I have a shot because I had Chris Godwin and Cooper Cup and Kamara still playing, and he had Tyreek fucking Hill. And then the fourth, first quarter happened, and then it was absolute toast for me. And so I commend him because he made the move that we all talked about, trade Aaron Rodgers, and he got – his guy, Tyreek Hill, the number one wide receiver in fantasy right now. Number one or number two, depending on how it looks with him and DK. But my God, it was it was absolutely crazy. Um, so I tip my hat to the law who has sole control of second place. And he's fighting for that one seed now with Kristen. I'm essentially locked in to the three seed unless uh, Daniel loses next week and I win. And somehow my points just go crazy. But um Congrats, Daniel. He is what everyone thought he was. Fucking hate it. Um, Lauren, I know you hate Tyreek Hill, but what did you think of 
this matchup? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously not my favorite dude outside of uh, football, but um, he is insane. I mean, him and Mahomes are just like on a different level. I was watching something on Espen the other day, and they were saying, like, if you're a fantasy football owner and you have Tyreek Hill, like, good luck not getting the win. I mean, he's just insane. Uh, Kyler Murray getting mm, seven points. I'm not totally shocked by that. He's been a little lackluster, in my opinion, for a while. Um, but when you have someone like Tyreek Hill, you can certainly take a chance because Kyler Murray can also put up huge points in a given game. So that's always, I mean, that's super nice when you can take chances on other players when you know you're going to have a guy like Hill that's constantly going to get those points. Um, and the cool thing for for him is the the Chiefs have a decent schedule through the rest of the year. So that means they're going to keep getting those touches. I always look at if they've got like a cakewalk, like the stupid sea chickens, um, some of your players might not be getting as many points as you would want because they've got a soft schedule going forward. Um, so that's good news and bad news for the rest of us. Randy, I mean, you had a decent showing. Uh, most of your people put up a decent amount of points, but to your point, you only really had like one real breakout, which usually doesn't get the job done, but against almost anyone else, you would have been just fine, but you came up against Tyree Kill, so you never really had a chance, dude. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think the big thing that hurt my team this week is Kamara, and I think we talked about it earlier in Taysom Hill, um, it's impacted him. In the past two weeks, he has caught one pass where in every game he's caught at least three passes. And so for him to not get any targets um, in the receiving game, and then we see if we're going to go pure rushing, like Latavius Murray is that guy, it's very concerning going forward um, because Kamara was my, was, was my guy. Um, and I thought I had this three-headed monster and him, Chubb, and Hunt, but if Kamara's not going to be producing what I thought, it's, I'm not looking to, to uh, hopeful in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, it's a tough time. And first time that it, both Kamara and Herbert pretty much had the worst weeks of the season, right? So for you to score 94 and to have your two highest earners really lay eggs, I, I mean, Herbert didn't necessarily lay an egg, but 17 points is his lowest total uh, since his second game. And so that really hurt. I mean, since you scored 94 and they two didn't play very well, I think still looks – promising for your team so you might be able to survive that and get by and when you look at your bench you got two double digit scores there also and so just brutal bad luck to go against the law uh i'll say last week i did call it i didn't think the redbirds were gonna play good in that 10 a.m east coast game and uh but no one accounted for for tyreek hill um that terrible terrible human he's getting a lot of targets a lot of targets right 14 last week, 15 this week, 18 the week before. Oh, that's that's like unstoppable, right? That's those are scary numbers. Those are Alvin Kamara numbers uh, from three weeks ago, and so it's going to be interesting. Daniel, for the maybe first time in AKSI fantasy football history, has got to be feeling good going into these playoffs um, because yeah, he's not, he's not a toilet bowl team. He no, not he's not. He he exceeds our expectations, and Randy also. The law is now eight and three. And what's the record of those Redbirds right now? Oh, man. I think uh, they're six and five. 
So at least one, uh, at least one team in Arizona is going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> that's that's true. Very true. I also want to say we keep on forgetting that Justin Herbert also played in the East Coast, 10 a.m. East Coast time. It definitely didn't hit him well either. Uh, it was rough. Uh, Daniel, I hate you in fantasy. I love you in real life. Congrats on this win. Oh, we should also give a special uh, shout out to uh, COVID's newest victim. Larry Fitzgerald. That one had to hurt his roster. Is that enough to drop him from the roster? <laughs> Let's also point out that he put out 120 points and in a game where he needed – and he didn't have Adam Thielen, who has oh, yeah, been one right. of the top wide receivers, right? And he got was on the COVID list. And Devontae Parker fit admirably in the flex position for him. So, Daniel, I hate you in fantasy. I love you in real life. <laughs> All right, what's what's the next game in here? We got Leo's Oba's Chunks versus Twin the Day. And uh, this game has been settled. Twin the Day was an 11-point projected favor going in. That completely flips on its head. Oba's Chunks, possibly hottest team in the league right now, wins 123 over Ryan's 98 points. Uh, Ms. Goman, how about you start us off on this one? What do you think about this game? Watson, despite his lackluster performance at the the Sea Chickens, he's definitely he's definitely doing his thing. Um, I hate to say it, but yeah, I mean Leo's definitely coming on hot later in this season. Um, I don't think anyone accounted for Antonio Gibson putting up that many points. So, as always, I mean, there's always that one, like, breakout on your team where you've made some, some choices to put them up on the starting, and you just hope that they, they do their thing, which he certainly did. He's been hot. Um, but overall, I thought this would be probably a – I mean, it's fairly close, but I thought it would be closer given the two teams and their, their matchup. I think these two teams are probably the most well-matched of most of the matchups this week, in my opinion. As a Broncos fan, how do you feel about Ryan taking the risk and putting Kendall Hinton in the wide receiver position uh, who put up negative five points? He actually would have done better without putting Hinton in. Super proud of him because I think that um, I think they only had one completion growing that whole game. To no fan. I think that was the stat, right? One the whole game. Yeah, more, intercept- so, yeah. more interceptions than completions. Yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine being on practice squad and you were back up at Wake Forest and they and you're a wide receiver now and they go, guess what? You're starting against the Saints. You'd be like, that sounds cool, but uh, that's probably not where I'm best utilized. So I thought actually the score would have been even more skewed, but um, I didn't. I told my dad I didn't think they'd put a single point on the board, but they did get that field goal. So I'm very proud of him for m- taking a chance on that wide receiver, but probably not the uh, the best choice. Definitely. I mean, we know the situation. We I I think it's a proud moment for Kendall Hinton, but. What a stupid move for, for Ryan. Like, you're really going to take a practice squad player, put him in quarterback, and then you're like, oh, he's just like Taysom Hill. Like, oh, this might work. Like, no. 
come on. Like, I I threw that text out there earlier in the week, like, oh, who's going to pick up Royce Freeman? Because Royce Freeman was the early favorite with Oregon ties. And then Kendall Hinton came up, and Ryan was like, I'm going to go with this guy. And he ran with him and didn't pan out. Um, so that was tough to see. I also, you know, Dalvin Cook was another person that didn't pan out for for Ryan this week. He got injured during the game. He came back, but I think that lost some kind of momentum. There's any bright spot for for Ryan is that he has a a good, um, well-rounded team. Hopefully, DeAndre Swift comes back next week, and he might have a, he might have some questions because Austin Eckler is back. So he might have some questions like, who do I put in my wide receiver or my running back or my my flex spot? Um, I think it might be clear cut, but he still could have questions with that. Going over to Leo's side, yeah, I agree with with you, Connor. He is one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, if not the hottest team in the league, his team really ate on Thanksgiving. They got all the turkey and more, right? I think Wolf Fuller had some more than just turkey as we see that he got suspended being on the juice um, Ryan's calling for sanctions on this matchup because of that. That's a, I mean, you take Wolf Fuller out, that's a win for Ryan. <laughs> like, that's a big game changer. So, uh, we're looking at sanctions. We'll dive into that data either, but I'm pretty sure, Ryan, that uh, that request would be denied. Um, great, great matchup for, for Leo. He got this, he put himself in a position that, you know, Yahoo predicted he was going to win out. Um, and sneak into the playoffs. He's putting himself in position. If the season ended today, he's in the five spot, right? And if if the Steelers game doesn't happen, he's in the five spot, which would put him in the playoffs. So it is a very interesting um, thing to go to. He loses Wolf Fuller, but he has Brandon Cooks. So all season, he's been like, man, I don't know. I hate putting two wide receivers on the same team in my lineup, but now he has no questions. He can just put Brandon Cooks in to go. Um, and, you know, Julio's probably going to come back next week, or we hope Julio comes back. And that's a scary team, right? Uh, if Lamar Jackson comes back next week, like, he could win out and he could sneak into that playoffs. We know that Leo has the points to get into the playoffs with points. So as long as he wins out, it could be he could sneak into that very last spot. Yeah, I – he could. And looking at Leo's team, it, I would say it's pretty impressive if he do, does because he's got Gaskin on IR, McCaffrey out, Jackson on COVID-19, Andrews on COVID-19, Julio is out, and now he's got Will Fuller suspended. If Leo makes it into the playoffs, that will be a, uh, a huge victory just to make it in the playoffs for him, especially the way his season has gone with the brutal schedule he has faced. Uh, Ryan, it's got to be feeling so weird about this to score 98 points and just have a garbage day all around, right? Deshaun Watson putting up 40 is a lot. Four touchdowns, 300-plus yards. Uh, carries the team on that one. But uh, Kendall Hinton, probably the lowest-scoring player in the season, uh, at least within this league. I think we've seen a couple other negatives. But negative 4.7, that's a lot of points to be losing, right? If he just didn't have him in, he would have broke 100, and this would have been looking real strong. Uh Tough, tough loss for Ryan. Can't be feeling good after that one. And uh, I'm, I'm curious about what our record is with teams that appear on the podcast and then how they do. We should uh, – I'll, I'll come back next week with that because that'll be – I wonder if we have a curse of the pod um, with teams just laying eggs after that one. Um, but, yeah, just brutal. 
Hopefully not. That was yeah. <laughs> well, I got to say, being on the pod has not brought me any luck until this week. I had to drink a lot of beers this, this season, for sure. Yeah, but you're, uh, you're drinking Ragnac, which I don't think that really counts too much as beer. Oh. Last last time you said you got you were kind of drunk off like two Rainiers. That's embarrassing. Yeah, Are I mean, you not- sure you graduated from Oregon? Don't talk. Don't act like Oregon is a beer drinking school. Because or I know Oregon's a lot more famous for some other of my preferred uh, substances, <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I still hold my own in that one. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, drink drinking has not been hasn't been my thing really ever. Even in college, uh, Leo has plenty of stories about my lack of ability in drinking alcohol. So I don't think that's much of a surprise. But yeah, these the worst thing to not be good at. So. No, I, I gotta have something that I'm not good at, right? Uh, wow. <laughs> all right, let's let's go to the next game. Um, all right, we've got flying high taking on. The Manikittens, this was a big game. Um, and Flying High comes through. It was a three-point difference in the projected. I guess this game is the one that's not over. Uh, yeah, so these last two matchups, there's still a lot on the line. So uh, these are all asterisk games because we don't have a determined winner yet. So where we're at right now is Ian's got 96.5 points and Rachel's got 58 points. Her live projections will only get her to 84. So Rachel tomorrow's got Claypool, Edwards, and the Baltimore defense. Um, and she's got to score 40 points between those three players to get there. Randy, what do, what do you think about the matchup that's happened so far? And what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough matchup, right? Um, Claypool is up there as probably the number two receiver behind Deontay Johnson. Um, but the interesting thing is that like Claypool is, she has his wide receiver and then Baltimore D is on defense. So best case scenario is that Claypool gets all the touchdowns, but that defense, the score keeps lowering and lowering. Right. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Gus Edwards, I could see him hitting like the 10 point mark and getting like 40 yards and like a rushing touchdown. But I don't. Will it be enough to cover that forty-point deficit? It's going to be really tough. But anything could happen. We've seen Claypool go on a big boom day to get his intro in the NFL, so it, it could happen in a team that is kind of depleted. While there were no positive COVID tests today, it's still slightly depleted. I know most of those COVID positives were from the offense, but it's it's going to be an interesting matchup. This is a, I think a. 12 o'clock game tomorrow so it'll be very interesting to see lauren what do you think about this matchup i uh i think that rachel's still in it and um i would like to point out that as you can see russell wilson had a lackluster day on the points which i i threw out a jab lot last um conversation about deshaun watson since they're both running qbs so clearly deshaun showed that he's the better um, in this case, not on not on when they faced each other, but um, on the stats this week. So I'll take it. Um, I actually think she's got a decent chance with um, with Gus Edwards, being that they don't have necessarily a QB right now to throw the ball, um, since I think their whole team is like dead at this point. 
I'm not sure if anyone's checked on them. So I think she could definitely put up some points there with Ed. Uh, did you lose her, Randy? I I did lose her. <laughs> I oh, no. oh, she's back. Oh, sorry. Um, I am back. I don't know. I don't know where you guys lost me, but um, I I do think she's certainly got a a good chance, especially with Claypool. But like you pointed out, Randy, it'll be interesting seeing as how that game's being played at a really odd time. That always affects how the players play. So that would make me a little hesitant, but I think she's still in it, um, certainly. But I'll be I'll be watching very intently. It's kind of fun to have a game on a Wednesday night, I think, or afternoon. So I'll have to record it and tune in later. Yeah, yeah. definitely be a tab open for me um, while I work. It's, it's going to be a very interesting game because I think Baltimore hasn't practiced like in two weeks either. So yeah. that, they're, they're going to be real rusty. I assume that usually means we're going to run the ball and we'll see if their defense can hold up. Uh, Cause we don't really know what's going to do for the, the Steelers either, but Russell Wilson, uh, 16 points. He had 230 pass yards and they were like all to DK. Um, he only wanted to throw the ball to DK, which was good for me, but uh, you know, just not enough looking at Ian's points. Like when you compare him to Brunkhart's points in the previous game, Ryan would have beat Ian. But Ian definitely looks like he's got more of an impressive all-around team score, but that just comes down to uh, Broncart having the one player put up 40. But Tom Brady, 25 points. You know, Tom Brady's been so off and on, but good thing he played Brady instead of Newton on this one. And uh, Johnson, just Houston all around, scored a lot of points. It seemed like every player on that team scored a lot of points. And uh, he's got to be happy with, with James White putting up 13. That was pretty unexpected from him as well. He has not played like that at all. But both of these teams, we'll see what happens. Uh, they both really need the win. And so Ian Ian more so needs the win. Um, that's really going to mix it up by him kind of inserting himself back in that uh, five or jumping into that five and seven pool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say one thing to also note is that because the game has been delayed so many times, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram can now also be potentially eligible to play in this game. Really? Because they're, they've had negative tests um, the past two days or whatever, how many days it needs to be. So if they come out with negative tests, we could well see them suit up as well. So that's one thing to kind of keep your eye on if, if they decide to play. And it could it could hurt Rachel um, it could also toss her because she also has Mark Ingram. It could be something that she's like kind of weary on or deciding what to do. So yeah, gonna be it'll a be a fun matchup to watch. All right, let's jump into the last game. That is my game. Mr. Prez versus Password is Taco. Uh, this game is also undecided. Right now I'm at 62 points. Password is Taco is at 70 points. There was a point with three minutes left in that Seahawks game where I was up by one half of a point. The Seahawks had the ball, and I thought they were just going to run out the clock. They needed to get one first down or two first downs, and it would have been over. But in typical Seahawks fashion, they can't just, like, get to a point where they want to take a knee. And they punt the ball, 
And I, I was on a Zoom while we were playing poker, and it was like, this is not going to go well. And then we give up the touchdown and the two-pointer, and all of a sudden I'm eight points out. Jeremy tomorrow has got Johnson and Snell both on Pittsburgh, and I have Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, I am a little concerned that that's going to take up all my points. I'm really hoping that Ben Roethlisberger just throws the ball to Claypool and uh, Juju every play, and these other guys don't get the ball. But, uh, Lauren, what do you think so far about this game? I, I mean, I, don't, I always get nervous when my quarterback is playing against one of the wide receiver, you know, one or two, because you know that any point you get, they're getting one too, if not additional. So that always makes me a bit nervous, and I'm sure you're feeling that. Um, I think this thing is going to come down to like mere half of points, which is awesome for us watching. It's not awesome for you when you're nervous trying to get stuff done in the middle of the day. Um, but I think this will be definitely a nail biter and I look forward to it. Um, I do love the fact that he's got little Mr. Koo on his uh, kicking squad because that guy is awesome. And I didn't enjoy his feigned injury in that game where he pretended like he was a soccer star. Um, but that guy is solid. So I like that. I like that pickup by him. I don't know. He hasn't had him, but I don't think from the beginning. No, Randy had him for a while. Oh, because I had him from the beginning. <laughs> Sucker, you messed that up. I know. I did, I did mess it up. And that's one of the reasons why I hate Jeremy. <laughs> He, he, text, he texted the other day. He's like, I don't know what I did to hurt Randy or why he hits me f- so much. So clear the air on the podcast. Jeremy, you have Young Way Koo. And for that, I hate you. But I do think you're still going to pull it off this week. Uh, I think that Benny Snell is going to exceed that projection of like 7.79 points. Um, so I do see him going to ground and pound and, and really take advantage uh, with James Conner out, but man, it will be a close matchup. I, you know, like this is a big matchup for Conner because if he wins, he becomes one of the six and six teams, right? And so six and six, you are up in the top, the top six teams um, at that point. And so I think he needs this win knowing that his next matchup next week is against Daniel. And so um, it'll be, it's going to be a fun, fun uh, lunch hour for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, for me, I also, uh, Latavius Murray put up to the 24 points, like you mentioned, Randy. I was not expecting, uh, you know, for him to get two touchdowns. He only has four touchdowns on the season. And so I'm going to have a decision to put him in. I made another mistake uh, with the, uh, the flex position putting Jones Jr. on the flex position, playing on Thanksgiving. I shouldn't have done that. I made a big mistake. I realized it like right when the game kicked off that I should have not had him in the flex because I really uh, handcuffed me in my substitutions. I don't know if that would have changed if I would have gotten Murray into the game. But uh, on Thursday afternoon, I was like, oh, I really blew that by the position I put him in. And uh, yeah, I hope I don't lose because of Koo because Koo puts up 21 points. He got that injury, and I was like, oh, great. Like, he's not going to score any more points. And then he came back in and, like, made 10 more points. It was ridiculous. Um, so, Koo, if he's the one who bites me in the ass here, I'm going to be real disappointed. Um, 
once again because I've talked enough about that guy this season. I'm telling you, man, like I know you hate Thursday games, but if you're going to play someone in Thursday games, don't put them in your flex spot so you have <laughs> flexibility to play whoever else. Yeah, that was just a, a, a lazy mistake, it being Thanksgiving week and me just not being on top of my lineup as, as strongly as I should. Like, it's crazy that you have a lot of trust in Christian Kirk. Like, <laughs> if, I'm looking at, if I'm looking at the Cardinals, like, Christian Kirk is not, not one of my guys I'm putting in over. Yeah. Like, I would have put in Wilkins over Christian Kirk. But by putting Marvin Jones in the flex position, you, like, shot yourself in the foot. Yeah, once, once I realized that, I was like, oh, man, I have to go with Cook because I knew I wasn't going with Judy this week. And I had Samuel, and Samuel's been getting the targets for sure. Um, but, yeah, just mental laps. You know who else has Samuel? Password is Taco, Debo Samuel. And it's good to see him back um, in the lineup. He also had a, has a Cleveland steamer that was uh, part of both you your and my team, Connor. <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry had his best game of the season, big blow-up game. I, I In the podcast last week, I said – or maybe not. Maybe I said it to – a chat between us two and Leo that Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns are going to play in sunny Florida where the past three games have been terrible conditions in Cleveland. And so he didn't really get a chance to throw the ball. He was going to get this clear opportunity to throw the ball. Um, We saw that and Jarvis Landry took advantage. So um, Jeremy, unfortunately did not take that advantage. I don't think, he would have played Jarvis Landry over Deontay Johnson or Stefan Diggs, but there is an argument that he could have played him over Frank Gore, um, knowing that it's the Jets themselves. Um, but Jeremy, while I hate you, I still am confident that you will pull this win this week. Awesome. Well, that wraps it up for all of the games. What do you got to catch us up on, Randy? Man. It was a really interesting text thread this uh, the past few days. Um, one I'd like to, to address is being called out by our commissioner himself for having uh, multiple defenses. I have uh, currently have three defenses on my team. And at the time he texted us, he, he did have two defenses on his team. Uh, one being Pittsburgh, who was on, uh, you know, we all know with, with COVID but he also picked up the Philly defense and he was trying to bag on my, my defense, having multiple defenses on my team. Um, and I didn't appreciate that. I did not. It hurt. <laughs> it was very hurtful, but I'm here to defend myself. And Hey, I am in the playoffs. That's all I have to say. I'm in. And so while I'm looking at the playoffs, we are looking at, the best playoff schedule for defenses. We know that defenses are typically streaming plays. And so I was looking at who is the best defenses I can pick up um, for the playoffs, knowing that I'm going to probably play in week 14 in the playoffs, right? I look at my starting lineup. I don't see anyone that I would put in my bench to start over. They're purely handcuffs at this point. And I'm trusting my team to go all the way with being healthy. So why not gamble and taking three defenses? And if you look at my defenses, week 14, I have Seattle, who plays the J-E-T-S Jets. 
Week 15, I have the LA Rams who play the J-E-T-S Jets. And then in week 16, if I make it to the championship, I have the Cleveland Browns playing, you guessed it, the J-E-T-S Jets. <laughs> I think it was really clever decision and, and well thought out, Randy. Hoping that you're not putting the horse in front of the cart on that one or the cart in front of the horse on that one and picking up defenses for the championship. Uh, and I'm hoping you don't get an injury, but I guess every week you get to drop one of those defenses and open up a spot. So I thought it was actually really good strategy by you. That's something I would have never thought of. And uh, yeah, I, I hope, it, I hope it works out for you. If it does, I think that will go down as maybe the move of the year. Cause that will be hilarious. Or maybe, so. the, maybe the jets will just all of a sudden play a good game because they want to, uh, impress the interim coach that they got and they're all playing for contracts and maybe it blows up in your face and for they get one win this season. Yeah, it, it could be the case. I mean, again, like I look at my, my team, I don't see anyone on waivers who I would really want to pick up over right now. Like I feel like I have the right handcuffs in place. Um, the starters are my starters going forward. Like, it's just tough to see, like, why waste my roster spot knowing that I'll need a defense going down the road and I can't use the same defense I know because of schedule. Like, that's just simply how, how it is. Uh, Lauren, what do you think of this strategy? I think you're trying not to get beat up by Boba's chunks because he ain't having it. I know that I know he loves you, but he um, he's really pissed off. So I don't know what to say. <laughs> Yeah, he was a little upset. Obviously, yeah. we know how upset he was because he had to pick up Philly D and he had Pittsburgh D. And uh, I think that had to be a play into it. You know, he was like, all right, I need to pick up a defense in case Pittsburgh doesn't play. And he was like, wow, I have slim pickings. But hey, there are plenty of defenses out there and they're still playing. Like, if you're looking for a defense simply to play, you have choices. Would you have a top defense against a crappy offense? No, but you have a defense to play. So that is my defense. He has nothing to say about that. And I also think because of the COVID games has led to his uh, proposal of a rule that I suggested earlier in the season, which um, got a uh, denied vote. I actually changed my vote from yay to nay, um, I think, which made it the majority. But the rule that I proposed and I think like week three or week four was that um, there was a situation week maybe week five where Tennessee and Buffalo they had their game postponed to Tuesday and there was a chance that it could get canceled it was the first instance of that and I asked well you know, I say can we place a rule where in where let's propose a fill-in player to play in that spot and you play that person on Sunday now if the game still happens between the Titans and the Bills. You automatically have to play that player no matter what. No matter how that current player you placed the fill-in player did, even if they went crazy, you can't be like, oh, I changed my mind. I'm not taking it. It's like you go with it. So in case that the game does get canceled, you still have a player that you were able to roster. And at the time, the response was, I think that I like going through um, – the chance of it and strategizing to play just without them. Here we are in week 12. We have a team that is hit by the COVID 
situation. And so this rule, I haven't talked to him since about it, but somehow this rule got brought up and it went to a vote. It didn't go to, a, didn't make it to a vote in week four or five, but made it to a vote in week 12. And I, for one, wanted to defend it and go into it because I think it's a good rule if it was placed in week four or five. But I am a strong believer, kind of what Jeremy re-emphasizes that having a rule change in the later season um, is kind of Bush League, right? And that's the big reason why I changed my vote from yay to nay. Uh, what do you all think of the, of the rule proposal? I also went yay to nay. Once I said, can I, can I do that for this week? It got rejected. <laughs> then I was like, nope. Uh, I, yeah, it was too late. The playoffs are, you know, set next week. It's too late. We've all had to deal with the same circumstances and situations. So I think we should just keep it the same wild year and, and keep going. For sure. I, I mean, I think that when it was proposed, I think the way it came off of in the text was that like, oh, if Big Ben doesn't play, you can take another QB on your bench and just put him in. Whereas my proposal was that you needed to tell Lenny, uh, tell Leo like, hey, I'm playing this player if this person doesn't play so that you have a roster, you have someone already rostered and it's not the other way around, right? Like you see like, oh, Big Ben is out. Can I play this person now and put yeah. him in place? Yeah. Um, so I think that was the big difference. Um, and I think when people read the text that Leo came off, I think it was easy to say nay. So I want to clarify, but I think at the same time, having a mid season, late season rule change was, was kind of not for the best interest of the league. Um, I think if, you know, we still are in a COVID situation next year, I think it's a rule that we should definitely work on to impose. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, any thoughts, Lauren? I think that Leo is being a poor support through and through. So he needs to get <laughs> into that. He complains about, complains about defenses, now COVID, which, yeah, just get it together, man. Damn. <laughs> Taking shots at the commissioner. Commissioner is supposed to be fair. <laughs> I mean, that's why he put it out to a vote. I think that was fair. He put it out to a vote for us. I, I, I think it uh democracy won on this one no no fake votes on on this election late in the game that's like coming in in december and saying you won so i don't know man <laughs> i'm on the fence about the fairness all right look I, I do feel feel that way because it wasn't put up to a vote when i proposed it like week four or five so i do feel some i do feel that way a little bit but I'm glad that it was proposed and I'm glad that it was ultimately denied. Uh, like, I mean, Connor, like you said, we were people that originally voted yay and then um, switched our votes because having a late season rule change would, wouldn't be the best interest for the league. Um, but yeah, so now we're in a situation where we're in going in, finishing up week 12 after tomorrow and going into week 13. And we talked about it that if the game doesn't happen tomorrow, we're in a situation where as of right now, the seeds would be Kristen at one, Daniel at two, myself at three, Eric at four, at six and six. And then based off points, Leo would be number five, Ian would be six going into the playoffs. And then it goes Jeremy, Rachel, Ryan, Lauren, Mikey, former Mr. President, 
of alpha kappa psi conication. Uh, but this could change very much so the landscape if the game is played tomorrow. If Rachel wins, she takes over the five seed, putting her at six and six. And then if Connor wins, he slips in to that five seed as well. If they both win, Rachel and Connor, that closes it out at the six and six teams. Now, I wish that we can say six and six was going to lock you into a playoff spot, but it is not, right? We could be in a situation where we're going to have playoff teams that are under 500 reach the playoffs. Um, and so it's really interesting going into week 13 and tomorrow is going to shape up uh, to be a more clear picture of how that goes. So assuming that everyone is healthy, the game gets played tomorrow, it's going to be a fun, fun text thread that I will be enjoying um, chatting in tomorrow. I agree. I'm not going to really uh, say much on it until tomorrow's over. Who knows? To go from last to in the playoffs in one game, it's like, all right, we'll, we'll talk about who's making it the following week. Let's, let's go into the picks for week 13 uh, for the – I guess I don't know if it'll be the final beer, but we'll say for the next beer. And uh, Lauren, if you want to get in on this, if you're looking at your desktop, please remember to uh, check all of your picks uh, if you're there. But let's talk about your game next week, Lauren. You're going against Flying High. Right now, you're five and six. He's four and seven. We'll see where that actually ends up. Um, right now, you're projected to lose by one point. But do you have confidence in your own team? like the um, NFC East, and I'm going to take myself. I'm, I'm going to follow you on that one. I'm also picking you. I think you got some good matchups this week. Um, Taysom Hill, who knows what's going to go there. Um, but I like Watkins at Denver. I like Jacobs if he plays at the Jets. Uh, also, CEH at Denver. Uh, Ebron at Washington. I think this can work out. Even even your kickers playing Cincinnati, so I think you got some good matchups over there. And uh, I'm ho I'm just praying that Cam Newton doesn't play super well at the Chargers. Randy, who are you picking? Do you like uh, question? Are you are you putting in Juju at all? Are you planning to put Juju? Are you planning to put Charkin back in? Like, what are your thoughts going into into that? <laughs> back in. I only pulled him because I honestly didn't think this game was going to go down. So I took him out because I, I didn't think there was going to be a game. But I'll, I'll for sure be putting him back in. If Shark's looking healthy and happy, he'll go back in probably as well. Okay. So that, yeah. So I mean, like, honestly, I'm, I'm going to pick you too. And I think it's going to be interesting because you are the only person with a Tuesday game right? Between, between you two, um, having Amari Cooper and Dallas defense. Uh, so not only will you have a Sunday game, a Sunday night game, a Monday day game, and then a Tuesday night game, that is a spicy schedule for you. You just need a Thursday night game to, to fill in there for you. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump in to, or did you, did you make a pick? I did. I'm going with Tim Tebow's jorts. Uh, three Sorry. for three. All right, we'll go to my game next. I'm going against the second-place team, The Law. I desperately need a win, uh, but and I need to figure out. I'm, I'm in Leo's boat. I need a defense and a kicker, and I got a wide receiver. 
on my bench who's on a bye week this week. So not good timing for me. Uh, we'll see what happens with Daniel's team as well because he's got Fitzgerald with COVID. I'm, I always am surprised, like, do the Cardinals not got more COVID cases? Just their, their team captain receiver got COVID and nobody else did. Um, and we'll see what happens with Thielen, if he can make it back in. But Tyreek Hill playing at home against Denver, like, uh, that he's going to put up 40 again, right? Going to put up 40. And even if the the Cardinals have a decent game with that, I just can't vote against Tyreek Hill. So I'm, I'm taking Daniel to beat me and probably knock me out of the playoffs officially. Who are you going with, Lauren? Um, I disagree. I'm taking, I'm taking you, Connor. I think, I think you have some solid matchups, man. You got DK. That's a, at the Giants. That's not a bad setup. Yeah. Home Um, versus the Giants. Yeah. I think that's a really solid, I, he could put up a 30 piece, no problem. That's true. I think Roethlisberger is going to have to fling some, some TDs against Washington too, because all those teams are in the hunt. So they're going to be coming to play. Yeah. So I actually think that you're in a really good spot. So I'm going with you. Oh, I appreciate the pick. Randy? <laughs> Man, I am going with Mr. Prez as well. Uh, one, because I need Daniel to lose for me for a chance to slip into a two-seed still. But like Lauren mentioned, you have some really favorable matchups. And one thing to note is like, Gallman is in in there right now and you could be looking at a situation where you're putting in Latavius Murray you don't have a kicker in a defense yet so those numbers that was projections gonna go up as well that's true um so I think it could be a interesting matchup I think for I think if you put in Jordan Wilkins it might be an interesting thing to see between Wilkins and Hines against each other um knowing that Houston's run defense is not the greatest. So I am picking Mr. Prez for the upset win. Daniel, I hate you in fantasy, but I love you in real life. (laughs) All right, take us to the next game, Randy. All right, next game we have is clever team name, TBD versus the LA White Claws. Eric, if, if you win the championship, you better change your name for the next season. But going into this matchup, you are the projected favorites. Um, That's because Mike Davis and Gronk are on buys this week. There was a time for a week 13 buy. Good thing Kristen has it now because she's essentially secured a top two spot already. She could lose this week and still get a top two spot because of her points four. So she's essentially in a buy. So what a great time to get two people that are crucial to our team not play, right? Um, But for that reason, I'm also selecting clever team name TBD to win this week. This I think I've picked against Kristen the past three weeks in a row, which has been very interesting. I'm sorry, Kristen. I hate you in fantasy, but I love you in real life. (laughs) Lauren, who are you picking? I'm I'm looking at Kristen's bench and she's, got quite a few folks that are out but hopefully we'll be back by then um so i i know i just gave her like kudos the whole podcast but i actually do think that clever team name will pull this one out because she's got got some big ones on by and she's got a 
So, so and on top of that, Mahomes is going against Denver. He doesn't have to do a whole lot against Denver to win the game. Unfortunately, as a Denver fan, I will say that. So I don't think she can rely upon him as much as she usually would. Um, granted, Henry's probably going to go off in that game against Cleveland. Um, now I'm I'm actually second guessing myself, but I'm still going to go with clever team name just to go against what I said this whole podcast. <laughs> I uh, I was leaning towards Eric. My gut was going towards Eric. But after hearing you guys, I'm going to go with L.A. White Claws and uh, take the top team in the league. Mahomes only needs to play a half to score 30 points. And so I think that'll be fine. Even though Cleveland D is, is pretty good against the run, I still like Henry. He's going to get his points. And uh, she's got Dobbins, possibly, who could play. We'll see if Philip Lindsay can play. And, uh, or she could, put, she could put in Freeman. So those aren't going to be a ton of points to replace Davis, but I don't think she needs a ton of points to replace them. Uh, so I'm going to stick with L.A. White Claws. I think she's going to go into the playoffs with another victory. Man, she's probably going to win. Dang it. Rick, that's <laughs> <on> my choice. <laughs> All right. The, the next game we've got is Obus Chunks versus Touchdown Breezes. Uh, another very important game here. Right now, the projections are almost tied. Mikey is a half-point favorite, but he still has a wide receiver off of his lineup. So there's definitely some moves to be made. And Leo's lineup is looking brutal. He's got a lot of red letters on his lineup here. Lauren, who are you taking between Leo and Mikey? I'm gonna go I think Leo's got, like you just said, a lot of injuries on his bench. And I, I, my gut says touchdown breezes. I love Josh Allen. I think he's the most adorable person in the whole NFL. So... All right. And Randy, who are you taking? Ah, I'm going with my boy, the apparent crybaby, according to Lauren. I'm going with Obus Chunks. Um, I think he has some favorable matchups. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think Cleveland is going to do a better job on the run defense. Um, and they're also a shootout team. So I think Baker Mayfield is going to be another situation where he's going to get pretty good weather. And I think he's going to be able to sling the ball. Um, if Julio is back, that's going to be a juicy matchup. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, with Oba's chunks. I think that I've put too much hope in touchdown breezes and they've let me down uh, way too many times. I do see Tyler Lockett getting a good game, but still like, not meeting that projection. Um, I don't see Michael Thomas meeting that projection. Miles Sanders, he's been a dud. Um, he gets a good matchup against Green Bay, but I just don't see it coming. And then, yeah, always chunks. I, this is the hardest one that we've picked so far. I really don't feel good about any of these players on any of these teams right now. Um Right, like Lockett against the Giants could end up scoring a ton, uh, but you're right. I don't feel good about Thomas. Uh, I don't feel good about Sanders at Green Bay. I guess Montgomery, home Detroit could be good. Um, gosh, but I don't really love Leo's lineup either. Mayfield's risky because the Tennessee defense has been playing so much better. Julio might not play. Gibson's at Pittsburgh. That's going to be brutal. This is not a fun one to pick. Um, but I'm going to go with touchdown breezes. 
Uh, just hoping that Josh Allen has an amazing Monday night football game. All right, Randy, your game is the next pick. Give us a rundown. What are you thinking on your game? Well, I mean, I got to go with myself. It's uh, the thing that is, I think it's going to be the outlier that you may see is Nelson Aguilar um, on my team. So Chris Godwin and Cooper Cup were on by. We have a lot of people on by this week and uh, I needed to find a wide receiver and I chose Nelson Aguilar simply because looking at the waiver pool, I think he has the best chance of getting a touchdown because he's playing who? The J-E-T-S Jets. But we also know that Raheem Mostert is coming back and that's going to be a great plus for Rachel. Um, Mr. Unlimited is playing the Giants. And so it's going to be, I think he gets back to his bounce back game. I don't know if he's going to get 32 points. That seems a little too high. I know it's the Giants, but I think it's over projected. So I'm hoping that I can take the win. I need this win. Um, but everyone needs to win. But I'm, I'm going with myself. Well, in the spirit of – I think we've picked opposite teams in everyone but Lauren Goman's pick. So I'm going to go with Mannequins on this one. Mr. Unlimited, we need a 30-piece. And, Lauren, who are you going with? Sorry, sorry, Randy. You know, I wait, what do you keep saying? I hate you, but I love you or something like that about everyone. I, I love you in fantasy and in real life, but I'm going with mannequins. I think they're going to take this one. I think Russell's going to put up some insane numbers. And I think Devontae Adams is as well. Yeah, they are playing Philly. <laughs> All right. The last I just game have to have... myself. Yeah, you got to, right? I'm the only one who's not allowed to pick himself. <laughs> all right last game was we got twin the day going against randy's favorite team in the league password is taco and uh i i gotta go with the hot streak from twin the day i think uh deshaun watson's gonna continue to have another good game and you know zeke had one great game this season but going to baltimore assuming that game happens i don't know if it's gonna work out for him so i'm taking ryan this week and that might put him in the playoffs true that i am also going with twin the day and ryan um simply because i hate jeremy um, <laughs> it's his team i i said that his team was one of the, like the worst teams in the second half of the season it's been apparent um if he gets this win congrats you're gonna get a win versus the 12th place team currently like nothing to hold your head high up um but i don't see i don't see jeremy coming out with the win on this one um i mean still has carson wentz who has been a hot dumpster fire the most sacked quarterback in the league um yeah twin of the day and lauren yeah that makes three i think twin of the day for sure is the solid bet on this carson wentz should hang it up oh man strong words but i know a lot of people are feeling that same way yeah i know someone else who should hang it up kendall hinton at quarterback <laughs> <laughs> well that concludes the 12th episode week 13 here at the aksi fantasy football league podcast miss lauren goman thank you so much for joining us this week and rocking that justin herbert jersey we all love seeing that all day
I mean, how 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 does your Bronco fandom though put up with putting a division rival jersey? I know. On? I catch a lot of flack on that. I wear my Broncos hat with my uh, jersey. I want Herbert to do well. Do I want his team to do well? Not necessarily, but the Broncos are, are also so sad this year that I feel like it's not too um, too inflammatory for me to um, be rocking it. I think that's fair. That's fair. Everyone in this group is pro Justin Herbert from what I'm aware. For so, sure. Yes. Uh, well, that concludes the episode. Randy, you got any parting words for everybody? Whew, it's going to be a spicy close out of the season. I look forward to see what turns out, um, especially since I'm already in the playoffs. So I'm just looking to see what whom I'm playing. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for joining. I'm so glad you listened to the podcast. Um, that's a big thing. I'm glad I got verification from you. She says, I listened to the pod, you turds, and I just knew that was the moment. Okay, we got one. Yep, got one. I don't know about any more than that. We do have one. Have it's one you, it's you, Eric, and all his family. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, you got any parting words for everyone that you want to send off to the league? Hopefully see you guys in the playoffs. If not, there's always next year. And I hope everyone is healthy and happy. Yes. Always. Great words to end on. Yep. And you and I, see you brothers later. Everyone enjoy that uh, Pittsburgh game. Let's go uh, Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) (laughs) See ya.